0: Welcome to the fifth episode of Coal Region Campfire. First off, I can't thank you guys enough for all the support. Our listenership is going up. We're getting great reviews here, uh, great feedback. And again, if you guys have any ideas, positive or negative, any guest, feel free to reach out on Facebook. You could find us there, Coal Region Campfire. And just tell your friends, uh, if you like something on on iTunes or whatever, just uh, share it. Um, that is kind of the best way to get this out there. Today's guest, uh, Mike Welch, he's a head coach of the Pottsville area um, varsity baseball team. Uh, I've known Mike. He's been a great friend since our days in Little League uh, with Yingling, our Yingling baseball team. And uh, I want to interview him. One, he's a great guy, great friend. Uh, but two, uh, incredible coach. Um, I've always said he is a perfect mix Of old school and new school, so he kind of keeps his old school values, but kind of brings it into the program in a new school way, which is, in my opinion, uh, a great combo. Uh, But I also want to interview him because he's someone who moved back to the area. He easily could have stayed out of uh, the coal region. Uh, He was down in Harrisburg, down in Westchester, but he came back here because he loves the area, and you could tell his teams are consistently competitive. uh, District title, two-time coach of the year. And more than anything, he's just teaching uh, the young kids uh, how to fight adversity and really teaching them lessons that they're going to use down the road. So take a listen. Live from the – this is the red room here at the Fossil High School? Yes, sir. I see all the uh, pictures and stuff on the wall. Definitely brings back some good memories here.
1: Absolutely. A lot of those are memories from from either my playing days or, or some of the one picture up there. Actually, when I was in high school, I got a picture out there from Coach Fernsler of uh, an old pep rally when Coach Flynn came in and Coach Fernsler played saxophone. Uh, and they were playing and singing Our Boys Will Shine Tonight.
0: Oh, I do remember that. I, I mean, I remember the song, and I actually don't remember that.
1: Well, that, that was my freshman year, so that was. Some I was good still stuff in the, the DHH? The, yeah, back in the day. But a lot so of good stuff here. How many years have you been back in Pottsville now coaching? Uh, I've been a head coach I think I just finished my seventh year as a head coach. Uh, I was an assistant for, for two or three years before that. So th- this, was, this is my 11th year here uh, at, at Pottsville as a teacher. So uh, it's, it's, it's happened pretty fast. Yeah.
0: So you've been a head, head coach since, what, 2010?
1: 2011. So what does that put us? 11, 12,
0: 6 years. It's crazy that that's six years ago, 2011. You graduate Westchester. You go to Harrisburg, correct?
1: Uh, no, li- Lancaster. Uh, Lincoln Middle School is where I taught, uh, I coached at J.P. McCaskey.
0: Okay, so then you you hear about like an opening or or something here at Pottsville?
1: Yeah, uh, well, I was at McCaskey for four years and enjoyed my time there coaching in the LL League, and it was a very good brand of baseball down there. Uh, but there was always something that was kind of th- that I was missing, and and I think what it was was the community of of, of being part of something. Uh, and, I felt like where i was living in elizabeth town there wasn't there wasn't that uh so i it was right around the time that the football team was in the state championships and, and making some nice runs and i i went to most of those games and and my wife uh, came to a lot of those games as well And we were able to see just that sense of pride that sense of community uh, and at that same time ironically enough three job openings came open in the district for, for phys ed uh, so i threw my hat in the ring and got an interview and was fortunate enough to come back here at the end, at the start of the 2007, 2008 school year.
0: So it, it wasn't that hard of a sell. Cause like I know if, if, if like a girl, for example, is not from, from Pottsville, right. That's going to be a
1: hard sell to get her back here. It was a harder sell for her. Uh, and she agreed, you know, she said, Hey, you know, at least let's give it a try for a year or two. And if I, if I can't stand it, then maybe we move out of here. Uh, but, I, she's actually her family's from Pottsville. Oh, okay. So when I met her at Westchester, although she was she's a big Bishop McDevitt graduate, she's from Harrisburg. Uh, her grandfather was born over on Union Street, and she actually has cousins that still live up here in the city. So, you know, she was she used to have family reunions over at Christie Joy when she was. Oh, younger. wow. Yeah. So like the night I met her, I, everyone always at Westchester always they would hear Pottsville. They think Potts town. When she yeah. said she knew Pottsville, I'd say get out of town. She really knew Pottsville. So uh, she was willing to come back and, and give it a shot, and I was happy. I was, I was fortunate enough that, that she did that, and then she found a really good job, at, and, and she does uh, academic advising down, at, oh, down okay. at Schuylkill. So she's doing really, really nice things down there. Fortunate that she's by my side throughout all, all this. I, I always
0: find that annoying
1: when people are like, "Oh, Potstown, yeah. I was there." No, no, Pottsville. Pottsville is completely different. But in, in Westchester, it's not too far from Pottstown. so everyone just thinks they know where it is, and it's obviously it's it's completely different.
0: Now, before we get to your coaching career, I actually and I told you before I want to talk about your baseball career. Now, you you had a pretty interesting baseball career at Westchester. <laughs> um, you were captain your junior and senior year, but that wasn't. You didn't always have smooth sailings, right? I mean, no, you got—no, w- were you I, cut your freshman year?
1: Freshman year, uh, yeah. I say it to a lot of the high school kids here. Uh, I, I was i was very fortunate. I've been very fortunate throughout my life. But I, I wasn't a starter in high school baseball. I didn't start until my senior year. So in, in the world of baseball, that, that time starting your senior year, it, it makes it very, very difficult to be recruited. Most classes are already sealed, delivered. I walked on at Westchester completely unknown to the coach, uh, and I was able to earn. I, I made my way to the fall team, at least uh, the fall tryout. So, but come December, right at the end of the semester, he called me into his office and cut me. Uh, said it was a numbers thing, and you, you know, it was tough. It was so I came back home here, not sure if I was going to go back to Westchester, if I was going to try to transfer because there were some schools, mm-hmm. actually within the PSAC that had, had recruited me. Kutztown was one of them, and and. Uh, Bloomsburg showed a little bit of interest, so I, w- I was interested in maybe transferring there and trying to go continue the baseball career. Uh, and I was at the brewery working in the summer, and I had gotten a call from the head coach at Westchester. At that time it was Jack Hopkins, and he, uh, told my father to call, have me call. And I called back, and he said one of the players that he did keep couldn't do it because of academic reasons, and he asked me to come back, and, uh, I was very, very happy to, to go back. And, uh, so I got back. You know, in, in uh, January that year, I was supposed to be redshirted. Uh, a couple guys got hurt. I was added to the active roster and actually started to earn some playing time that year, uh, you know, and, and throughout my sophomore year. And by the time I was a junior, they voted me captain and, and into my senior year captain as well. So, I,
0: I mean, when you hear that you got cut, like, just from the outsider, like, that's not fair because you're you're. – I've known you since Little League, and you're by far the hardest worker. <laughs> out there so it's like you're not supposed to get cut you're supposed to be rewarded for that but the fact that you keep coming back is is awesome
1: well i appreciate that i mean one of the things again i great growing up here was learning a little bit of work ethic and 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 learning uh that you have to pay the price a little bit and so i went in there and i just kept my my nose to the grindstone i did what i had to do work-wise but from his perspective and i got to be fair to him i was a first baseman I wasn't an outfielder, I wasn't, I didn't really bring a lot to the table from a baseball mm-hmm. perspective. Uh, and, and in the world of baseball, and I know it, I do it here a lot of times, you can move a lot of guys to first base, just catch the ball, uh, <laughs> seems simple enough. you know. So when I'm a, a guy who's trying out, he's looking at different guys, that he could probably put a first base in a pinch. Although I worked hard, and, and, and I'll always be proud of the fact that I did, I've always worked hard, he had to make his decision, uh, you know. But I kept myself in shape, and when the opportunity came, uh, I was I was fortunate enough to to fall in, into some some good uh, situations there. There was a, a first baseman who was a senior, uh, you know. He sh- I shared some time with him. He graduated, mm-hmm. so my sophomore year, I had a really good chance to turn that. And you know, I got a lot of time my sophomore year, and we had we didn't do really good record wise. Uh, but there's one thing that I. I tried to do was just no matter what the situation was work really really hard and I had a in my locker I had a quote f- from J.J. Flannery and I, I saw it in the Reading Eagle and it, and it talked about him he talked about how the coal region had a f- an effect on him uh, and, and how it you know the work ethic there it really had a, had a drastic uh, effect on how he handled himself and I I literally taped that to a bag of coal <laughs> and I hung it in my locker just so I always remember hmm. uh, my roots here and I never ever wanted to, to disappoint anybody from that perspective. I, I knew I wasn't going to ever be uh, the greatest baseball player in the world, but I always wanted to make sure that I was the hardest worker on the field or in our program. And, uh, you know, we did a pretty good job there. And by the time I was a, a senior, we, with the help of a new coach and some, some young talent, we helped to, to turn the program around. But uh, I think, again, one of the only reasons that I, I did get that second shot was because I think the coach saw that I, I was willing to work. And uh, I'm never afraid to do that.
0: Yeah, I mean, it, and it's, again, knowing you for so long, it's genuine. It's not fake. When you put something <laughs> up in your locker, you I, actually I really, live and, and die by that.
1: Yeah, I really believe that. I, I kind of felt like I was carrying a, a coal region badge, so to speak. When mm-hmm. I was down, Not too many people in Westchester were f- overly familiar with the coal region. I was fortunate. I did have one guy from Scranton. And I when I first met him uh, I knew he was a coal region guy just by his accent yeah uh, and, and uh, so we bonded a lot of over the coal region type stuff because we were really the only two northern guys some some folks were from Jersey or and down in that area but we were two northern PA guys uh, and, and it was nice to have that there and we we understood each other
0: <laughs> I, ha- I had the same thing when I went to college I was the only coal region guy on my team but it's weird because when they see because like, I you know I, I like to kind of work hard and stuff yeah. do the same thing yeah. but when people see that it stands out right away right. and now you have like you have to hold up to that name you yes. can't get lazy now because no. it, exactly. so you do you do go to school and you do have this badge of honor like right. all right i need to represent the coal region Absolutely. here and it's just hard work punching in every day grinding tough mm-hmm. and it's that's, really simple
1: it, it it seems simple but it's not it, it's simple and it's ingrained in you mm-hmm. it's in your fabric those are things that we just did you know and, and i guess Again, I, I guess it goes back to how we were raised here in this area, and and it, it came as something I felt like this was a responsibility of mine uh, to do. And and once, once I, I felt like as far as a leadership perspective, if if I was able to do that, then everybody else could pick it up. And yeah, it is can, contagious, you know. And I think th- I think that's the best way for me to lead is is by example. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I guess part of the reason why I was voted captain for for two years uh, within the program because of that stuff. And, you know, I'm, I'm happy about that. And How hard is it to cut someone? It is the it's the worst. It, it is the worst because you got kids who are who are really doing their best for you, mm-hmm. uh, and and, and, I, and I and you could see that. There's some kids who, who don't, and it's pretty easy. But the ones that really pour their heart out and they give you what they have, but when they when you add up what they bring to the table from <clears throat> what they can do on the field, where they are in the classroom. How they are as a citizen, uh, all those things. When it's all, they're they're a good kid. They're they're a good student. Then you start looking at what can they do from a baseball perspective. Mm-hmm. How's the arm strength? What's the bat speed? How can they help us running? Can they be a multiple position guy? And and you come down to that those final numbers. And and you have to tell a young man that hey, this this year it's it's, it's not going to happen. It you know it, it's tough. It's, mm-hmm. it's very very you know you lose sleep over it uh, and.
0: And it's not like this is a business, you know, it's not like the pros. No. I mean
1: No, it's not like he's gonna go get picked up by another school. This right. This is his four years here and, and he probably played little league and in many cases played travel baseball. Uh and and now we're telling him that he can't be part of our program and it's it's not easy and, and we put a lot of time and effort into that as coaches because we want to make the right decision for the young man, for our program, for everybody involved and uh it's not fun, I'll tell you that much, and it, you, you have to get through that part early in the year to to get past it, and you know, hopefully, have a successful year. And most of the time, I think we've we've been right on that, uh, but that doesn't make it any easier.
0: Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, and baseball is kind of cruel in that way. Like football, you don't get cut.
1: No, football's football. There's a lot of these sports like football, track, swimming. You know, you you go out and you just kind of compete. Right. Baseball. If we kept everybody you have 40 kids in a program the only certain amount of kids can play now they're not going to be happy sitting on a bench mm-hmm.
0: now you've made it you know transition from playing to coaching I, i've never coached but I, I gotta imagine one of the big challenges is you can control up to the game but in the game you can't <laughs> pick up a bat you can't uh, pick up a ball so how frustrating is that
1: that part of it i always say this like i've, I've chosen to to coach a sport where just there's so many things out of your control uh, I, I feel I, uh, maybe I'm wrong, but in other sports you can kind of set up a play mm-hmm. and if you execute that play, then, then things work out in your favor. Right. Baseball, you can make all the right moves. Like you can make the right pitch. You, you know, you can hit the ball hard, but sometimes you might hit it right at somebody. You make the right pitch. A guy smokes it anyway. So you know, uh, it hits a rock and it takes a goofy bounce. Like there's so many things in baseball mm-hmm. that are out of, out of your control you just kind of used to that. So it's, it's kind of a mantra that we, we talk about just worrying about the next pitch then. You know, we, we got to flush whatever has happened, uh, and, and we try to ingrain that into our guys because it's such a mental game, baseball, and if you can't get past the fact that there's things that are out of your control. Like sometimes hitters get wrapped up in batting averages, and, and we try to just talk and preach about quality at-bats because you don't control the batting average a lot of times. Uh, you can have four solid at-bats and help the team out, and you still maybe zero for four, mm-hmm. uh, you know. But there are times where it, it drives you a little bit crazy, and it drives the kids a little bit crazy. Like, hey, we, you know, we did everything right there, but it still didn't go our way. But I, it's just part of the game, you know. And I guess this is, as I said, we, this is a game we've kind of chosen to be around, and you get used to it. Uh, doesn't make it any easier, right? <laughs> Today, it's it because you know a college
0: scholarship is is riding on your stats <laughs> and stuff like that. How hard is it to? keep a kid in perspective yeah you might not have the
1: best batting average but you're doing a lot of good things out here it's difficult uh and and sometimes kids we, we try to tell our kids to live in the now live you only have four years here mm-hmm. you only get so many at bats in our uniform and and i want them to feel like this is a really special time and in fact i had a conversation with a young man last year about that i asked him, you know what's going on? he wasn't around the winter he said he was he was doing some tryouts for some or he was doing some scout or showcase type stuff and for the next level and but he wasn't around our winter workouts and I said just make sure you're understanding that you know we're here and 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 you're kind of missing a lot of what you can gain by being a, a good teammate mm-hmm. and 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 being in there and you're you're so focused on the next step like that you're missing this step a little mm-hmm. bit And and kids, and it's not their fault because a lot of them are are pushed into that and they're inundated with all this stuff about playing college and division one. This that sometimes they don't even look at some division twos or division threes, they're just so focused on that high level stuff. Uh, And you could really have a solid career. I mean, you you know how it is. I,
0: I know when I went to Muhlenberg, I was like. Oh, D3. Like, I went in yeah. there kind of with my nose up. D3, D3. these right. guys aren't good. I'm going to be the best player on the team. Right. Then I get there, and I see – Big boys. Big boys. <laughs> yeah, they're just a step, yeah. you know, too slow for D1. Right. And they're all really good. They're all, yeah. all counting on their team.
1: Absolutely. Uh, so there's there's really good athletics at all those different levels. Uh, but it's tough, especially if a kid wants to be a Division one kid or wants to play in college. It's sometimes – and if they're in a bit of a slump they they start to to put too much pressure on themselves. and and we try to talk to them and say, "Listen, enjoy this now and allow yourself and allow your ability to take over uh and and if they can do that they'll they'll be okay, we've had some kids that have a struggle with that for sure, and it's I don't know what the right answer is, but you know just try to be on their side with it and uh help them out and w- with today with like you know
0: a lot of the student athletes have their own personal trainers like that how how do you I feel like the high school coach in general, not just in baseball, like gets kind of squeezed out of that whole thing.
1: Well, a lot of kids do have their own. Uh, we, we do provide here, uh, I think, a really good weight training program. Mm-hmm. And and we hope that they come here. And if they go to somebody else afterward, then that's great. Uh, but if they choose not to come to us and they go to somebody else, and that's what they choose, I, I, I'm i not going to hold it against right. the kid. Right, yeah, as long as they're working. And as long as they're working hard. Uh you know as far as the high school coach goes i i feel like we're becoming less at least in the baseball world i think football still everything kind of runs through the high school mm-hmm. high school coach uh in baseball we're becoming kind of i don't know just a forgotten man and all this and and i'm not going to complain it is what it is but a lot of the stuff just runs through the travel baseball coaches anymore uh so a lot of these kids these pictures up here and we've had some I've been so fortunate with the kids that we've been around, you know, from Travis to Eli, mm-hmm. you know, Paint Connor and those guys from 15.
0: Uh, yeah, I mean, you've had some talent. I mean, we've been so. Lucky. Travis is probably what, what? I mean, he's probably the best baseball player I've come out here. I mean, Chris
1: Snappolds. I mean, we've had. Sean if, if you look throughout our history, we've had a really. Yeah, good, and that's why I try to tell our guys here one of the the proudest. Uh, things that I can say in my life is that I played for Pottsville High School and I played for Coach Title and I want our guys to know Coach Title. I think they they absolutely know Coach Title, uh and, that, and I want them to know the names that have helped build our program and put it where it is Sean Holden you mentioned him obviously uh Chris Knapp and, and Jeff Yoder so we've we've been oh yeah Jeff Yoder been blessed if he
0: listens uh, I, I didn't mention you, you Jeff mean. Yoder
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know and Gary him and Gary that's right Gary. Gary up there in spring training that's a great picture someone's gonna say I forgot him uh, so yeah, I mean, right there is Pat Flannery, uh, the lefty up there. So, I mean, we've we've had – there's Pat. There's a picture of Pat up there. In Pat Bourne, the that's right, yeah. So, uh, the best, uh, he he's he's pretty darn good. I mean, to go – Jeff went in the third round as well with the Cubs. Travis, third round, the Twins. Um, it's hard to quantify who's right. the best. But I, I know he's a really good kid, and he, he worked his tail off to get where – He's got now.
0: You you mentioned Coach Stato, who obviously you know did an incredible job building this program. Yep. How was it? How what did you feel like following you know a legend?
1: As far as following him, it, you know, I, I was so fortunate to be able to have coached with him for a couple of years. And and when I when I came in here in '07 and '08, I was just a volunteer. I, I and I was still taking a lot of college classes at that point, so mm-hmm. I missed a lot of the things. Uh, and that same year, Coach Turner retired at the end of that year all so oh right
0: coach turner was between you guys okay I it, well he w-
1: well he was an assistant coach okay all right right yeah. right so coach turner, there's a picture back there of coach turner coach title oh there he is okay coach uh, fernsler and myself and that was probably in 08 uh and then so when he retired from coaching i became a paid coach and then coach steidel really um, he gave me a lot of leeway he, he he ended up giving me the third base box which is a big that was that, w- that was probably the hardest thing for me mm-hmm. here i am coaching under this legend uh and and he's putting me in charge of all the decisions from an offensive perspective uh and you know there were a couple of times i made mistakes he let me know about it right uh <laughs> which was fine to help well, now win. the
0: mistake was you sent someone or you didn't send someone uh,
1: w- one that sticks out in my mind we were at william a- william allen uh and we had runners on second the th- canaries the canaries <laughs> yes the canaries and uh we had runners on first and second, both good runners, uh, and I decided I thought we could we could get both of those guys in the scoring position, and uh, I, I put the steel sign on, and the guy got thrown out at third base, and, and he let me know pretty quick that was a dumb decision, uh, and and so you know he 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 had his way, but. W- I was so fortunate because I got to see the way he ran practices, the, the way he organized things. I mean, I, I played under him, but you don't think about it as much as a player. As a coach, you see how did he organize this, how did he run this. Uh, and, and he gave me, like I said, a lot of leeway mm-hmm. to, to do some things. Uh, he let me help the, help the hitters out a lot. And, and Coach Fern was, was around us at that point as well. Uh, but he gave me that time to kind of grow and, and, and make my mistakes and 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 do – do the best that I could, uh, you know, under his tutelage. I guess you'd say culture.
0: I know it's like cliche and everything, but it, it's so important to just mm-hmm. the chemistry of a team. Like Absolutely. I look back at my senior year at, at Muhlenberg, and we didn't ha- we lost like a, an all American. We didn't really have. I mean, we had good players. Everyone we just got along. It was yeah. just like good core. Like mm-hmm. that could take you so far.
1: Absolutely. Uh, and and one of the things about fifteen, we had some talent, but those kids. Bought into each other, uh, and in eleven, those kids bought into each other, and, and sometimes that, that doesn't—it doesn't always happen. Uh-huh. And I don't know what the right formula is. I think we we try to do things. One of the things I try to do, from a coaching uh, perspective, I we, every year I'll try to make a video, and that kind of gives us a little bit of focus on one the history of our program, uh, and two, kind of where we're going this year, what we're trying to do, what we're trying to accomplish. But also within the practices, we. We try to do a lot of team building, and, and we play a lot of games that have nothing to do with baseball. Mm. It just puts kids in spots where they compete. They have different roles. We we put them in different teams, uh, and they represent their teams within our own team. Like, and they'll they'll name their teams, and uh, we'll compete from that you know, with each other, whether being like badminton, dodgeball, right, uh, basketball, or, or ultimate frisbee, those type of activities uh and and we, we've we've been doing that some of those kids who graduated 15 kind of got me into that probably in about 14 2014 we, we call it the stump challenge or stump Challenge is, is named because of uh stump field down in Grove. that's where our, our league championship oh okay world. so we'll call it stump challenge or we'll call it the hat trick challenge sometimes if we want to try to emphasize trying to win three championships in a year right but our kids buy into that part of it, and you could see them rallying behind each other, even if they're not a guy who's in the lineup every day. They're part of that part, and and they have they could see their role, you know, being important mm-hmm. on, on their team uh, f- from that perspective. And and that culture part, it, it's so big that to understand what your program represents and, and, and emphasizing that to your kids, so they understand like this is who we are, and this is what we stand for. Right. And when you start to do that the rest of coaching and and getting all that stuff out kinda becomes much <coughs> much easier because the kids know it. Like this is this is what we tolerate and this is what is expected of mm-hmm. you and uh once the kids start buying into it and holding each other accountable for the culture of the program, uh it's yeah it's really like a it's
0: like a stamp it's a yeah, brand you know yeah. they, when people know a,
1: a possible baseball team is going right.
0: to show up yeah. they know what they're going to get
1: yes and, and, and the standard to to which we work whether it be in the off season or during the season uh, mm-hmm. and when we show up how how we look and the kind of <coughs> baseball that you know we can't guarantee wins and losses I, that that's just that it just doesn't happen in sports I mean some years are going to be really good some years are, are not going to be as good mm-hmm. but I think you can still come out and represent yourself, your family, your program, to the best of your ability, and, and that takes zero talent. It just takes you buying into something.
0: Now, I'm I'm saying this, and not just because I'm just sitting here, but you are a perfect mix of old school <laughs> with, like, new school techniques, if you will.
1: I appreciate that. I think part of that is because you have to be a lifelong learner. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, and, and so I was raised a certain way, uh, and I, I was actually talking <laughs> to my students today about some of that kind of stuff. Like growing up in a house like I had, I, I was a, I was one of five kids in a house and and we had one income. My my dad worked uh, at a shirt mill for a while To that job was was sent overseas and then he was fortunate enough to get a job down at Crescent Aluminum at the time, which is now like, I guess it's Sapa. So you, you kind of had to learn how to handle things and, and how to, to work for things on your own. I had to have a job pretty early on if I wanted to to buy things because we didn't have that kind of mm-hmm. uh, we had one car we had one bathroom we had th- <laughs> three
0: bathrooms. yeah you learn to compromise yeah. and, and, and sacrifice so, real fast so
1: and and that hard work part w- w- was put in there so uh, that part is who who I am and I always tell our kids that, that you know if, if there's anything that I can stand on as I wasn't the most talented guy but I, but I really cared about working hard uh, so that, that part was important but at the same time today's kids are much different and you gotta know your clientele, and I'm not saying, we, we have a lot of kids who work hard. Mm-hmm. Just, they have so many different, they have, they have phones in front right of them. I know, right? It, the social media piece is really important to them, where I'm like, it, to me it's not that important. Yeah. Some of these kids really care about that stuff. Uh, and, and learning their mentality and learning how much of the game is actually mental, this, that's something I, I wasn't aware of as, as a player. Like I was so, I just thought if I worked really hard, right, I would be really good. Uh, and the harder, and the more I push, a lot of times that the worse off it was for me. And I didn't realize I could never harness that part of uh, the game, the the mental part of it. So, so you have to, I think, as a coach, if you're going to be successful, and whatever success that we have, it, it's because we continue to to evolve and and learn some of the the newer techniques i'm not even thinking baseball techniques i'm just trying to think of how yeah i mean just the fact that you're
0: playing like badminton that stuff like that i mean
1: yeah that that, that's a lot of thinking outside the box a little bit right but but the kids enjoy it you know i mean if you just hammer baseball to them every day you're gonna get sick of it they do and and i don't ever want a kid to say i have to go to practice we try to tell kids and try to get them across to them that they get to go to practice like i want this to be and if you can change that in your mind Mm -hmm. you know if you can change that word from have to or that phrase from have to to get to, uh, and that's some of the stuff that I've read about. A guy named Brian Kane, he's a really, really good mental skills coach. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he emphasized that and if you ever see any of the teams that are in, in Omaha, a lot of times he's in the dugout with a lot of like, right. TCU, and, and they'll put those phrases in there in their dugout with them, like get to versus have to. Uh, so I want our kids to understand that they, they get to come to practice, they're, they're, they're young, they're, they get to. Sprint around and you know you get. Old. Yeah. Not that we're that old, but.
0: I know it's like <laughs> someone at work today was selling uh they were selling candy bars or something for their kid and yeah. I was like why are you doing this like when I got this I had to go like yeah, I had to go we're to bullhards and <laughs> go door to door. Door to door, man. Now it's just like here, mom, here, dad.
1: Yeah, here's a Charlie. And I'm guilty of that now as a parent, like I got a box of Costa's your candies for my daughter. Well, she's only three, but even if she was a little older, I'm just gonna probably buy those things anyway. I know I'll probably <laughs> do the same thing. But I th- I, you just have to evolve, and I, if you don't, it, it kind of gets stagnant, um, and, and there's always opportunities for you to learn, and I always want our kids to continue to learn, so I have to live by that myself. Uh, so you always have that who you were as a player and, and kind of like the th- things you fall back on, but you have to keep learning new
0: Yeah, adapt or die, right? Yeah,
1: you have to. Um, there are some guys that are that have been in it for so many years, and it's amazing to see see them still doing it, especially in our league. You know, now Del Hauck just retired, but. Why,
0: if, if, if you're a manager, why don't they call you Manager Welsh? Why do they call you Coach Welsh? <laughs> that's
1: a good question. I, I don't know. I, I I get amazed some some of these football programs just call their coach by their first name. Yeah, and I they, saw that. that. That's a little awkward. For yeah, people. I don't know. Coach Coach. Uh, I guess it's just easier. Managers. What awkward. number are
0: you? Are you 23?
1: Uh, I don't. Ironically enough, I don't wear a number. I I don't. Oh okay. I, I was 23 when I played. Right. Uh, but. Those I, I don't really care to wear a number. So usually when I'm out there, I have either a quarter zip on that's long sleeve or a quarter zip that's a short sleeve, and that's just what I wear. It has our crimson tide like emblem on it. And I, I don't like the the jersey.
0: One more question, and and in, well, actually two more questions. Your life's on the line, and you have to live with this person on your team, in some capacity, Brady or Belichick.
1: One or the other. Yeah. Wow. Jeez Louise. That's a tough. Wow, you got to give me Brady or Bill Got to pick one. I, I got to pick one. I'm going to go with Brady.
0: Wow. Yeah. Killin' Bill.
1: I don't want to kill Bill. I don't. <laughs> but, but, but Brady is uh, I love the way he handle, handles himself. And not you know Bill has his own way of handling himself, but um I really appreciate the story of Tom Brady, you know, being the, the sixth round guy mm-hmm. kind of proving people wrong to this day. Right. And, uh, and he, he he seems to me to be a guy who always always puts the team first, uh, and and never is one to bring attention upon himself, a- and I appreciate that. And you could say the same thing for the head coach mm-hmm. too, I think. But I don't know. All I right, so Brady's done some really good things. <laughs> now we're about a little over a month away.
0: Are you gonna be ready for Turkey Bowl?
1: Tur- I, I, you know what? I'm I'm up here. Uh, well, tomorrow's a day we might get a little football Friday in. Um, I'm slinging it around, slinging the pigskin okay. around a little bit. Because you're you're a huge around. part of our well, I, I, turkey ball game. That question always has to go really to my wife. Okay, uh, and and she's uh, my my partner in crime, and she uh, she kind of gives me some time there. If she if, if and for, for those time. of you
0: at home, we we've, we've been playing this turkey bowl for probably like 25, 30 years up in East Side. I think it was it was. <laughs> Longer than that, but uh, Nativity baseball field, same teams every year, and Mike shows up first half, catches a couple touchdowns, Uh, I'm nursing a pulled hamstring right now, so...
1: I hope not. You better be ready to go. I,
0: I'm, I'm really I'm icing it, and I got, like, bands to stretch it out. You're so.
1: a go-route guy, man. You, you, I, you I know. I'm everybody. a little afraid of it.
0: I might be on the line. I'm,
1: I'm actually really concerned about this.
0: It's like stressing me out.
1: I definitely I enjoy that uh, opportunity to get up there and just run around and be a kid. Because, you know, I grew up. I grew up there. I grew up as an east sider. Oh. You like that? That's, yeah, that's, that's, um, these we'll, are the sounds, if you can yeah, hear this is that the, at home. This, this is the, the red sound room. of the red room. That's, that's uh, outside in the locker room. A toilet being flushed, but uh, I grew up on East Side, so most of my days, especially in the fall, younger when I was, it was a Saturday or a Sunday, right? It was probably up at nativities, either football field or baseball field, playing football. Uh So to go back there, especially with the guys that we play with, a lot of those guys, yeah, the East Side guys that that I grew up with, and I can remember, you know, you remember when we were kids, yeah, our local neighborhoods, yeah, we'd play. <laughs> Greenwood Hill came up to Forest Hills in uh, place. <sighs> Shane, Hill. Shane,
0: if you're listening, <laughs> <laughs> it, was it was twenty to we lost twenty to three and we went by ones. Yeah, so I that's think, like six hours. But you scored just a g- touchdown and you oh, had the yeah.
1: audacity of turning around and and flaunting the touchdown with the it number, was a, <laughs> number one in all of our faces, which didn't sit well with a lot of the. East it was it was back. a big.
0: I mean, I think that we took a one nothing lead with that you, run. You
1: may have. Then I think you guys used that trick play with. The the center kind yeah. of snapped it. You guys so might have had some eligibility issues, though. We we may have brought a couple <laughs> ringers in there for that, but we weren't losing to Forest Hills. That was just something that wasn't going to happen. But, you know, you did that kind of stuff when you were a kid. I don't know if kids today...
0: Yeah, I don't see kids playing, like...
1: I don't know if they do it. Yeah. Uh, you know, the world has changed a little bit. Um, you know, you can't really... I don't know if I would trust my kid to just go somewhere for X amount of hours. Right. Because the world's a lot different today yeah. than it was, but... Back then, we either walked our way up there to. Fort yeah, you had Hills to be in by
0: and dark. And then again, not to sound like an old person, you get home,
1: change, yeah.
0: and you're out the door.
1: Yeah, uh, and, and then we, I, I drive. In fact, last night I drove up through uh, Greenwood Hill to uh, get to my parents' house. I drove by the playground, just kind of thinking about you know, now a lot of cars are parked there. Yeah, on the on the, the lot. When, when we were kids, that that was where we learned how to play everything. And, right. Um, you mentioned I, I was able to play in college. Well, I, I learned how to play baseball. Against Sean Holden and those guys up on that hill, right? You know, and, and and either in Sean's yard or on Greenwood Hills lot there. And 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 a neat thing about college baseball, my first ever uh, conference game, Westchester versus Bloomsburg. Who was the pitcher for Bloomsburg? Sean Holden. Sean Holden. Did you get a hit off him? I did not bat in that game, uh, and I was, uh, you know, it was kind of fortunate because he was bringing the heat. Uh, I I batted the next game. Uh, I was I came in as a pinch hit in the next game. Because they would play double headers, right? You know, uh,
0: was there ever a pitcher you went up against and, and they were just bringing it, and you're like, wow?
1: I can remember I, my I had a pretty good start to my freshman year in college, and, and actually I homered in my second at bat. Wow! I thought, wow, that's you know, this is easy. Thing, I could do this, yeah. you know. And, then, and later that week, I actually I homered again. It was down in in uh, Georgia. I thought, wow you know and then were, yeah this this thing's coming along here right <laughs> but the game kind of figures you out and it right. kind of humbles you real quick so uh Earl we went up to Mansfield uh and it was it was a tight game late and coach put me in as a pinch hit and I remember thinking I you know I'm feeling pretty good and they had a closer and this kid had eventually got had gotten drafted uh and he went up and actually, on my way up, I realized I was bringing the wrong bat. I wanted to bring, like, a 33. I had a 34, uh-huh. and I thought, oh, man, I'm doomed, I'm, you know. But I'll, I'll ride this out here. So I go up there, and, and he throws this fastball by me, and I thought, oh, my. And I stepped out of the box, and I tried to play it cool, you know. And I stepped out of the box, and I thought, that was so fast. <laughs> like, <laughs> so here here I am now. It's it's 01, and I'm like, I'm setting up for this fastball. And then he breaks off a breaking ball to me, and I just completely swing through it and just look like a fool. And now I'm out to, and I'm thinking now I'm doomed. Now I'm really in trouble. Uh, and he he threw a fastball to me, and I I swung, and I wasn't anywhere close to that thing.
0: Is that the one where you just like you just turn around and just walk, like yes. just hustle back to yeah, the? That's embarrassing. <laughs> and,
1: and, and I realized there's a good introduction to to uh, this level for me, uh, you know, because that that humbled humbled me real quick. Uh, and and throughout the, the the course of my college career, I had many of those at bats, unfortunately. Uh, you know, Striking
0: out is like so embarrassing.
1: It's it shouldn't tough. be, but it is. You're it's just like tough. yeah, yeah. I mean, the thing about baseball, that happens. I mean, look at it. In football. A lot of times, if you miss a block, no one really knows you missed. Yeah, a right. Block. Except there's so many film. things yeah. going on, unless mm-hmm. you look at it on film. Right. Like if you make an error or you strike, everyone sees baseball, it. Everybody sees that. Yeah. Everybody sees it. You go up there and everyone thinks, okay, here's a moment for this guy. Maybe there's runners on, you know, third base, second base, scoring position, and one, two, three, boom. You're, you're. I know. You're running back to the uh, the dugout, and it's like ouch you know but uh, it's part of the game and again i think I, if i would know now what i would if i would have known then what i know now uh, i probably would have been a more effective yeah player i because think that's i, I, think, I think now th- i just drove myself a l- little bit crazy yeah uh, because I, I always wanted to do x y and z and, and that just isn't possible yeah in this right game it's just not possible and and i hope our kids my the kids that we coach now understand that part of it well, because, i'm sure they will uh that's we we really try to emphasize that, not that we want them to strike out, right? But understand that it is going to happen, and are going to have three more at bats, four more at bats, and and the mantra: want the next at bat. Right. The game will beat beat you up, right? You don't need to beat yourself up uh, along with it. You know.
0: Well, I think that's everything I have.
1: Everything you have. Well, hey man, I I really appreciate. Yeah, that. this that is, is great. I'm
0: glad you glad you joined us. Well, thank you. Hopefully, you enjoyed that. Uh, Next week we have a fun episode with Bo Orlando, uh, the Berwick great uh, football player. He sat down with us. And again, you can find us on iTunes, listen to us on SoundCloud, and like us on Facebook, uh, Cole Region Campfire. And uh, see you next week. Thank you.